Hey, this week on The Neat Pour, Shalon and I dive into Old Forester 150th anniversary. This is a batch proof, unfiltered Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. This is batch one of three. It's a fun ride. Hope you guys enjoy. to the neat pour. Shalanda's here. Nick is here. And, Yay, the whole gang is here. The gang's all here. Shalanda, special episode per usual, Old Forster 150th anniversary. Isn't every episode special? We've been going out of our way to really go deep in our bag and bring out what we think would be cool to discuss and blend that with some shit that you can find in the store, but... I think, you know, kind of celebrating some of these these uh, allocated releases, I think, has been the focus of this show for sure, right? Most definitely. And then story time. A little bit of story time, a little back history on the brand, and then our experience with other other uh, releases from that brand. Now, how do we get here? I thought about this today. How do we get here with this old Forester shit? Um, well, we made a usual trip. Hey, you know, our homegirl, you know, she hooked us up and said, hey, look, I got this in. Do y'all want it? And we was like, for sure. I'm not going to say where, but for sure we got hooked up. I think some of it is like, um, you know, well, my my grandma used to drink Old Forster. <laughs> you know, she uh, she drank uh, 100 Proof Old Forster, mm-hmm. you know, with a little, uh, you know, the real lemon, the lemon juice. She drank that. You know, it's so funny. Every, every fucking day, that was her drink. I wasn't, I mean, I seen Old Forrester around my grandparents' house, like throughout the house. And neither one of them drank like heavy whiskey or bourbon. My grandfather was like a wine guy. And I've mentioned this before in another podcast because he used to be a liquor distributor before becoming a mayor. But Old Forrester <laughs> and all these old brands were always around the house. And this was like, oh, okay. But now as an adult, it's, I get to kind of dip into it. Yeah. Now the old Forster one hundred and fifty is uh, three batches, right? And they're all batch proof, so they're all essentially, well, they're not barrel proof, but they're batch proof, which means they proofed it down to the proof that it went into the barrel as, right? I think some might correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like batch proof and full proof are almost synonyms, because if it was barrel proof, they just pull it out, and whatever it is is what it is. But I think batch proof is a little bit different. So, oh, but three batches, all barrel proof or batch proof. Um, and the three, the three different uh, flavors of this old Forster um, are a tribute to the three locations that um, old Forster uh, used to uh, bottle from uh, over 150 years ago. And apparently yeah. each batch of this old Forster 150 has a very distinct taste. So we have batch number one. We have not been able to get our hands on batch number two and three as of yet. Yeah. But I'm definitely, I have definitely been trying to do my research. Now, another reason we landed on this uh, Old Forster batch 150 was in part because, you know, we went on an Old Forster birthday bourbon hunt, you know? We I, did. Yeah. I think the, uh, the anniversary, or actually the birthday, the birthday Bourbon County release led us down the, the hunt for the 2019 because it had the purple ribbon on it. 
Right, and we end up with the 2020. Which I'm okay with. Right? Are you really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yo, guys, because uh, he he kind of like pouted a little bit. I really want the purple one in 2019. Well, you know, this has been our hobby, and it's turned into a podcast. But, you know, we've uh, we, we've been all in. And I think, um, you know, we're coming towards what I would say, I wouldn't say, I'd say the end of the road as far as like really seeking out, like, like having, needing to have certain bottles in the, in the, in the, in the stash. Because this shit is expensive. So. It's cutting into our house fund. <laughs> <laughs> no, the house fund is still the house fund. Um, are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. Um, this is all, you know, these are all, sl- these are slush funds. <laughs> Lush. This is a lush funds. <laughs> These are lush funds. Drop the S. <laughs> but I think birthday bourbon uh, twenty twenty is gold, and birthday when we made the trade, we actually made a trade for birthday bourbon. Pretty big trade. I don't know if I. I feel like I lost that trade, but I really wanted the old Forster birthday bourbon. I mean, I don't feel we lost. I mean, we had three bottles of what we traded. So that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we got the birthday bourbon. Uh, it was twenty twenty. We were looking for twenty nineteen. And this is, we're just going off on a tangent. But I think, oh, we've been in an old Forrester state of mind, which is why I brought that up, right? So if any of you are listening to this podcast, and if you have a 2019 old Forrester birthday bourbon mm-hmm. that you would like to trade for the 2020, Nick would love to have it. Uh, info at the Nipur. Let us know what you think. Um, so, yeah, I think that's those. I was just setting the tone for why, you know, I think old Forrester makes fun stuff. But, you know, I, but this is why we ended up here. Now, this batch proof, Shalanda, we've got batch one. Yes. And the more the more I sit with it, I'm starting to get a lot more of the dark fruit that we've been hearing about. Okay. So, yes, the fruit is very forward and prominent in this one. Um, I also, on the other side, I'm getting some, some candy vibes. I'm getting some butterscotch, you know. Even on the nose, there's an oak presence mm-hmm. that... Um, has these layers of like, you know, like I don't melted butter for a lack of a better term, right? And I think that's what you when you talk Orlando about Lakes. <laughs> when you talk about butterscotch, I feel like that's what that's I, I, I'm picking it up a little bit. But see, oh yeah, okay, I'm getting the buttery mouthfeel, but I'm also getting that sweetness. And this one has a lot of spice. That spice is hitting you hard. It's it's very complex because of the fact that you taste the fruit very fruit forward. You taste the butterscotch candy, and then it hits you with that spice. It's like, oh shit, here I am. You know, I, it's it's a lot going on with this one, and I'm loving it. I like it. It's really fun. Yeah, it's sound. You know, my mouth's a little numb. That's why I was like, well, shit. How much rise in this, right? It's now, a dance party in my mouth. This dance party. Uh, dance music like the Prince song. Hey. Dance music, sex all night. Nineteen ninety nine, my favorite Prince album. Prince Miss this I'm, Christmas. Yeah, I've been playing the fuck out of nineteen ninety nine. I think I have controversy too to contribute to the Prince Miss. We have to put that on vinyl once we get done. <laughs> but there's spice in it, but it's not the level of spice that the um, the spicy Four Roses has. Mm-hmm. There's a just a nice tickle of spice. There's something about the spice and the heat in this thing that are really kind of numbs you for a little bit. And it's it's a, it's a little hot, right? Especially at the like very tip of cinnamon, the time. cinnamon, red hot vibrations. Yes, that cinnamon right? hot candy. Yes, that's yeah, what it is. It's hot, you yes, know. Yes. So it's like um, I think it's the way this is is like well, first of all, there's no age statement, mm-hmm. but I think they age it on the upper warehouse on the upper floors of the warehouse for you know somewhere between seven and eight years, and you know since it was aged on the higher warehouses, it's supposed to emulate an older than that. 
bourbon. I have some concerns about this. Why? Well, it's it's good. Let's start there. It's good. Um, pretty steep price point. Retail is what one hundred and fifty bucks. Yes, and if you're in the northern suburbs of Chicago, you're going to hit you with that 16% uh, sales tax. So you're looking at near $200 for this, right. and that's at retail. Now, you look at that, and then you look at, um, this has no age statement. And then you look at, uh, what was it? I saw a Wild Turkey 12-year mm-hmm. that was like a $221 uh, retail price. So part of me is kind of concerned about these releases with these high uh, prices. That are just kind of like um, well, this one in particular, where there's no age statement at all, but they want two hundred dollars at the register. That's a, that's a little bizarre for me. Well, let's say this: we have to be fair as well. We have to say that's also according to your geographical location, because I have been researching, and not everyone is charging the one seventy nine. There are some places if you can find it has been hidden up for like one twenty. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but. I do like the product and the, first of all, it comes in a, um, you know, as modeled lovely by uh, Shalanda this week. Yeah, my picture um, is so dope. It's the yeah, uh, old Forster, old Forster uh, 150th anniversary. Um, it comes in a tube similar to a lot of the scotches you see. In a tube. In a tube. comes in a fantastic tube. And then uh, underneath the tube is a brown bottle. It's not the clear bottle. So you don't see what this this looks like at all. Comes in the brown bottle um, because that's a, an ode to how they first were released, and this is the first bottle bourbon. So just giving some some he's laying down some foundation on the bottle and the presentation of people it. People love your history facts. So. I mean, it's this is fan. This is a fantastic package, man. Of course, Brown Foreman, eighteen seventy. Brown Foreman is the crew that's also responsible for King of Kentucky, um, Woodford Reserve, and of course. The number one selling whiskey on the planet, Jack Daniels. So, let's break it down. How does this compare to the Old Forester 1920 that we also have on the table? You know, we've been in a, a, a Old Forester state of mind. I tell you, I, we old motherfuckers. That's why. Yeah, we're also that, <laughs> and then you know they all, Old Forester uh, Jackie Zykan is their uh, master taster, mm-hmm. and you know they're putting and Chris Morris is the uh, master distiller. You know, there was a there was a single barrel release this year. There was a uh, single barrel cash strength release with the powder blue label. Oh my god, it's just too many releases. And then there was the um, the what are, what are these called? The uh, on the that you got it next to the bottle, the standard offerings that you find in the store. But there's four of them. It's something about the whiskey row, the whiskey row series, mm-hmm. right? So uh, 115 proof. That's a 1920. So I think your question was, that was my roundabout way of answering your question. Your question is, how does the 1920 compare um, to the uh, Batch 150 or 150th anniversary, Batch 1? How much was this price point for the 1920? I think it was what? 1920 is probably like a $60 plan. Yeah, it was like $60. No. So for me, if you are cost conscious like I am, I mean, it's very comparable to the 150, you know, if it's, you want to. It's got all, some of the same elements. A lot of the same elements. How are our vocals sounding right now? We good? Uh, we're good. Okay, just checking. Yeah, sure, every show. Interjecting, that's all. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just doing <sighs> saying that, and then you jump, jump jump back into your point. I apologize. Yeah, that's a dance. We'll figure it out. Look, I've been drinking long before this show started. I've been drinking. 
I've been drinking. Okay, but anyway, yes, it is costly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comparable to the one fifty. You know, if I was to if I if we're like this, if I was to come across the one fifty again and see the the nineteen twenty, I would probably just slide into the nineteen twenty and save that extra cash. The um I think the darker fruits that I get in the um the old Forster one fifty are more of a tropical fruit play in the 1920. Like they're very similar to your point, but I think if there's any difference, you know, maybe those uh, 10 proof points are kind of giving me tropical fruit vibes versus like a very like specific kind of dark, um, not quite maraschino cherry vibe, but just kind of a dark kind of very ripe fruit. I'm going to say Laredo cherries because, you know, maraschino has a very distinct Mm -hmm. taste. I like that. Laredo cherries. Yes. Yeah. Because it's easy to be like, oh, this shit smells like fruit. But then it's like, well, let's just. What type of fruit? Yeah. Go you gotta, you have to be dive. specific. I tell you, the noses are very similar, though. They are. I think there's, because shout out to consistency <laughs> across the brands, because the noses are very similar. And, um, you know, if if you just turn it into the neat pour, I think part of our journey is, you know. Drinking as much as we can. But then also. What makes sense to us is like, hey, what does this taste like against something very similar to it? Again, justify our drinking. Yeah. So. But I'm coming around, like, after, like, sip three or four, I'm coming around to the richness and the um, Laredo, Luxardo, Cherry Vibrations in this batch, 150. I'm coming around to it. I will say this. One thing about Old Forester, they do not disappoint. Whether you go low end or whether you go high end, they have always been consistent in, in the bold flavors. You know what I'm saying? You're not... They don't skip on the quality at the cheaper, you know, level. So I'm really interested now <laughs> to see what this birthday bourbon is is filling so we're trading this goddamn 2020 birthday bourbon look okay look i'm gonna make a statement if we have not traded this birthday bourbon by march 12th with this which is my birthday can we open it that's fair that's fair i agree i agree with that okay that gives me if i if i am a trader i would have traded it by then right Right. if i'm not a trader then fuck it let's drink it right so we're drinking on my i'm gonna do my 41st birthday again since i didn't get to use it in 2020 um i'll say a couple things about the old Forster brand. Um, I, I became smitten with the. Uh, you were there. I, would, I became smitten with the mural that sits in Old Town, right? Oh my God. <laughs> we drove away from the north side <laughs> just so he could go take a picture of yeah. this bourbon so, with, this, with this mural. We're mural. talking like, you know, Chicago Ave and Milwaukee ish. Um, at the Dawson, you know, a, a place that I've, you know, I've actually seen some rum competitions there. It's a fun local bar. They've got a killer patio. But anyway, um, they're the only, this is the only place where I've seen like this vintage fucking uh, old Forster mural that takes up the entire side of the whole building. It's so cool. And then, um, so I was, I was really attracted to that. Um, we had a dance with this birthday bourbon. Um, well, we had a dance with the beer that aged in birthday bourbon barrels. Which was the Goose Island, uh, the Goose Island birthday, right? Not to be confused with Goose Island anniversary. It's so fucking weird. Oh, but anyway, there was a very distinct mixed berry note in that beer, right? Mm-hmm. So we still don't know what the birthday bourbon tastes like, but those were the flavors that it imparted, right? And then, um, so that was some exposure to Old Forster. 
secondhand, a Jace, if you will. A Jace. Right? But then some direct old Forster exposure was the rye showed up really well in our blind rye tasting earlier oh, this yeah. year. Oh, well, yeah. We have to recap to that one. Yeah. So I think it was a Kentucky Owl, um, Old Forster Rye, which is their first new recipe in forever. Mm-hmm. And then we had two others. We had Pikesville from Heaven Hill. And then um, uh, there's one more that's escaping me. Oh, fucking Handy, right? We had, yeah, uh, we Tom, had Handy. Thomas, uh, Thomas Handy from the uh, Antique Collection. So. That was a fun show. Yeah. So, But the Old Forster was the most accessible one, and it was the most, uh, the most cost-effective one. Mm-hmm. And it held its own in that category, I thought. It sure in the hell did. Yeah. All things considered. And I'm like, man, this Old Forster shit is all right, you know? Um, but, oh, one more note. And I, stop me if I'm on a tangent here. But I feel like um, the the uh, the single barrel, which was a black label, ninety proof, right, 90, 90 or so proof, has some really cool uh, banana flavors, almost like banana pudding, right? Then it was very memorable for me. And then I went into the single barrel um, uh, barrel strength, which was the powder blue label, um, and that had more of a banana, but really kind of led to a cherry vibe. Now, this that we're having, the uh, 150th anniversary, isn't necessarily cherry or banana, which, so I'm starting to, I, I, can, I can understand the range here on this, what is it, 72 corn, 18 rye recipe, right? I'm starting to appreciate the range on it, right? Right, it's so many, it's like, I don't know, it, it kind of reminds you if bourbon was a fruit cup, <laughs> this would be it, because it's so many different type of now we are you are you nineteen twenty? Oh shit! The no. more you drink this fucking um, one fifty, the more the dark fruits are coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. The more they're coming out. Yeah, I'm going back to uh, man. I'm, I tell you, <laughs> I'm starting. The more I drink it, the more I'm the more I'm liking it. You what? The more I'm drinking it, uh-huh. the more I'm liking it. That's not what you said at first. That's exactly what I said. No, what I said. Say something else. But okay. Oh my God. Play back. Shalana is the one that'll I'll have some shit in my teeth all day, and she won't tell me that there's some shit in my teeth all day. Uh, hey, boy, you know I love you. Good player. But, but um, yeah, this 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 one here, if if it was, a, it's it's just a, a combination of fruits. I can't tell you what fruits exactly because there's just so much going on. With this yeah, thing. it's not so much about like a mixed fruit. It it I, honestly, it's got something to do with like this almost like the reduction of those fruits, right? Like if you took those fruits, threw them in a pan, hit it on low, threw a little sugar on it, and just let it do its thing for twenty minutes. It, those kind of flavors. Like blackberry molasses. This is the blackberry molasses of. Hey, that was R and B sound, <laughs> by the way. Of the old four people know that song of the old Forster <laughs> universe. Right. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's like some maybe some blackberries, some dark cherries, some oh my god, it's just so much that it could possibly be. Yeah, and we had some concerns because much in the vein of Four Roses last week, you know, the the special releases from Old Forster have a very similar look to the um offerings you see on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well shit, how much different are they? You know, I think my first experience with how different these fucking things can be was whether we had a Booker's and we had a Knob Creek, right? Mm-hmm. And there were very distinct flavor profiles. 
Now these, as even though they start off the same, aromatics I think are those same kind of, you know, oak forward kind of um, butterscotch and melted Lando Lakes vibes. <laughs> they both start off that way, but then when you have a sip of these, and then you go between the two, they are not the same. They're not. They are not the same. They're not. Yeah. And I think that's that's the uh, that's our report here. I right? feel like we need another four <laughs> just to make sure we're consistent in our assessment. You know, there is a this fucking old Forster when you sit with oh, it. Oh, you still, fun. I feel like I need another pour yeah, to man. be consistent in my assessment. Pull it up, pull it up. Yeah, man. Where where the 150 separates itself from the stuff you see on the shelf from Old Forester is there is a pronounced on this is batch one of 150. There is a pronounced richness in fruit that does not exist in the uh, Whiskey Rose Series one that's accessible on the shelf. Somebody's Nick's translator. And he said all that to say, this shit is good. It's really, it is. It's really fun. It's really fun and it's different because it's different from the single barrel and it's different from the single barrel cashers that came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them credit for that. Now, I am not on board, full disclosure, with this trend of non-age stated whiskeys being $200 after taxes. I'm not on board with that shit. I agree with that. I mean, if, if well, I didn't drop it, you know, but Nate did. But just for the people. For the people. You know. Yes, let me know what I'm paying for when, if I'm dropping $200 for a bourbon. How old is this goddamn bourbon? But I think um, I don't know what batch one and one, two or three are doing. I think the the overall consensus, or even from the company, the consensus was that you know the batch one is going to be a fruit bomb, uh, batch two is going to be a little more balanced, batch three is going to be more about spice. So, man, hell, if that's about spice. What the? If the batch three is about spice, and then you get some spice and heat up off of this one. Hoo-wee. I'm looking forward to see what batch three is going to pull off. Because there's a lot going on right now with this one. So we'll read the the statement here. Uh, In 1870, pharmaceutical salesman George Garvin Brown revolutionized the burgeoning spirits industry when he became the first to commercially batch and bottle his bourbon. So originally sourced and blended from three distilleries, Melwood, Mattingly, and Atherton. Um, He signed each bottle, and that that consistency happened over 150 years ago. So the idea of having three batches of the 150th anniversary is a call, a callback to these three distilleries that they originally sourced and blended from. So um, I said all that to say this. It's 150th anniversary, so they started with 150 barrels of unfiltered uh, whiskey. And then they, uh, they split those into three different batches to reference the original distilleries. So... There you go, bud. All right. <clears throat> well, there you have it. Um, I don't know if this is our... Is this our first Old Forster? Uh, I think this is our first Old Forster episode. No. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I thought we did one. Well, we drove down to the mural, and that was for the beer. And then we've always oh, had Old Forster on deck with the 1920. Yeah. And then we hunted down the birthday bourbon, but haven't opened it yet. So this is our actual first Old Forster episode. All snaps. Right? So I think we did it some justice. Um, Batch one is fun. And if you don't believe us, 
when if you got the batch one or got access to it, just have it next to the nineteen twenty so you can understand what we're feeling right now. I think is what we're saying. I'm feeling good right now. You know, so that's that's where we are. Um, one more thing, just a little bit of news. Uh, shout out to the uh, Larceny because that was one of Shalanda's favorite uh, Bourbon County releases, the Larceny Barrel Aged Carmella. But then also Larceny finished uh, Whiskey Advocate named Larceny Barrel Proof their uh, Whiskey of the Year. So, you know what? Do we, I don't even have any Larceny. On we had it at one point. We you know we did a June episode, and yeah, I posted. I posted it this week. Um, we did a, a June episode of a Barrel Proof Whiskey uh, Showdown of uh, Weeded Barrel Proofs, and we had split. We had a split decision on that episode. Yeah, we did. So you can go back and listen to that, and then also take a look at the take a look at the story because it really talks about how we broke it down and why they were different and why they and why we liked them. So. All right. Is there anything else that we need to kick off? Yeah. Uh, no, actually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I have heard you guys. You guys have been <laughs> only about cocktails of the week. Okay. I'm going to get back to that. Matter of fact, are you I- even going to get back to that? Then I just asked your ass if you had anything else. Anyway, all up in my Kool-Aid and don't even know the flavor. But anyway, yes, I'm getting back to that. So this week's cocktail of the week will be the adult chocolate milk. Because it is so good and so rich. It's like a dessert within itself. So I'm going to post that recipe, not only on the website, but also on IG and Twitter. And if you want to look for us, you can catch us collectively at the Nipore on IG and Twitter and on the website nipore.com and individually you can catch me as Afro Beer Chick on all the social medias and Nick where can I find you individually I'm on Twitter at Nicosio he tried to pull that that Billy D voice (laughs) okay you guys well we will catch you guys on the flip side until then peace out